Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rody with you. Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. Saturday suckage. Mark. Mark. Yes. Mark, I'm a little trash panda in my ear. Um, urgently said you have something to tell to share with I the do. class. I do. A little bit of uh, Cubs breaking news coming mm. out of uh, summer camp, and and this comes to me from uh, Tim Stebbins of NBC Sports Chicago. Just reading on his Twitter account that Anthony Rizzo took batting practice and ground balls today. David Ross, the Cubs manager, says all positives for Rizzo, a step in the right direction today. That said, Anthony Rizzo is still considered day-to-day. So it sounds like uh, things are trending in the right direction for Rizzo, but we'll we'll see. No, no positive as to whether or not he will begin the season when the Cubs start the season on Friday, the next Friday in life at Wrigley Field, 6-10 against the Brewers here on 670, the score. All right, well, the Diva will be happy to hear about that. She was quite concerned Good. And, and panicked emails and text messages about Rizzo's back. So we're going back to the Alpamonte Ford hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park, and welcome in a um, an old friend, a uh, a respected member of the media now at USA Today. She is writing columns. She does a terrific job. Nancy Armour is joining us now. Nancy, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Hi. How are you guys? We're doing good. We're Uma, upright, mobile, and asymptomatic, which is. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna have to start using that. <laughs> as good as we can hope for. So, the the house of turds that is the Washington football team, the Washington Post published a story that had 15 women quoted talking about sexual harassment in and around the environment. One, Emily Applegate, put her name on the quotes, and it was as damning a thing as I could imagine, and you saw all of the, you know, several of the minority partners scurrying to get out from Daniel Snyder's, Daniel Snyder's shadow or being anywhere tagged by this. So share with the class what you wrote and dealing with this moving forward. Um, I wrote that Snyder should be forced to sell the team. Um, and I know that that might seem like an extreme position, um, but I wrote it that I wrote that for several reasons. Um, 
first, the franchise is just an utter and complete embarrassment to the NFL right now. Um, (laughs) Which is hard to do. I mean, there's some competition going on there in that league. But, um, you know, the, the whole, the name change, how you held on to that name kicking and screaming for this long is just reprehensible. Um, and, you know, we saw that with the, you know, basically forced Daniel Snyder to do this. You know, we're at a point in time in history that you, do, you don't want to be committing to bigotry and racism. It's not a good look these days. Um, so you've got sponsors who are basically saying, you know what, uh, don't know that I really want to be anywhere around you. Um, and then you had this story come out, um, and it's it, the details were horrifying. It, it was just a, a a culture of toxicity. It was female employees there. It was female reporters. Um, they had one person, the HR staff. They basically had, if you were a woman who was hired by the Washington team, other women would give you a, a uh, quote unquote orientation to know where you didn't want to go and the people to avoid. that that's just horrific and the fact that that's part of an nfl team i I can only imagine you know the many shades of purple and red that roger goodell's head turned when he saw this um and there there are numerous problems with this you know number one it's just an awful look it's it's you know in 2020 it's unacceptable but the nfl has has said that it wants to be to $25 billion in revenues, that's billion with a B, um, by 2027. The female fan base is almost 50%. Studies have shown that women make 80% of consumer purchasing decisions. So you can do the math on both of those statistics or all of those statistics and know that pissing off women is not going to be a good business move. So... (laughs) I I mean, seriously, it's like, you know, know. if you're trying to grow your business, if you want to get from, you know, what, they're at 15, 17 billion now, if you want to add another 10 billion in, it's going to have to come from somewhere. And women are going to be a big part of it. Um, And this is also, this is not the first offense. You know, two years ago, there was the New York Times expose on the cheerleaders. They basically pimped the cheerleaders out. And Snyder didn't, you know, he fired one guy and then didn't do anything about it. And only now, only as the WAPO story was about to drop, did he hire a firm to look into the culture. Um, you know, it, it's clear that the, the culture was toxic. Daniel Snyder's toxic. So for all of those reasons and the fact that the Washington franchise is not relevant anymore, um, I, I, to me, I think the NFL has no choice but to, to, to cut him loose. Do you think they will? No. Um, <laughs> you know, I think he's going to, I think they're going to use any excuse they can to not. Um, and the fact that Snyder is not directly implicated, you know, he himself didn't do any of the harassing, apparently, um, according to the women who, who the Post talked with. But he created the culture. It's his team. Um, you know, you, you want the good of it, you've got to take the bad with it, too. And in my mind, I think if you're responsible, then you have to go. But I think the NFL will will find ways to excuse that or, or use that as an excuse to not get rid of them. See, that doesn't make yeah. sense to me, though, Nancy, because of what you laid out perfectly. The $27 billion with a B and 50% women, and you don't want to piss off women. Why, why wouldn't the—if they know all that, if you know that, they know that— 
why wouldn't they then want to force out Daniel Schneider, who's probably a pain in the ass for everybody in the NFL? <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't – I mean, I don't think he adds a whole lot of value. Like, Jerry Jones, you know that he's bringing in some things, you know, with his his marketing vision and, and things like that. I don't know what you get from Schneider. But I think particularly the owners, it's, it is still an old boys club. And I think they look at this and – and while they might say publicly, oh, yeah, that's horrible. That really shouldn't happen. I think probably most of them looked at it and went, eh. Um, and, you know, this is not I, – I don't think they care. I mean, we've seen the same thing with domestic violence with them. The fact that you still have as many teams as you do with, with cheerleaders. I mean, this is a league that it claims to value women, but its actions show a very different story. Nancy Armour is our guest. She writes columns for USA Today. She does a terrific job. Nancy, there are two things here. The, the, as far as the other owners, nobody wants it to happen to them. Part of the old right. boys club is they're old boys and they don't want it to happen to them. Nobody's going to be voting on whether I'm going to lose the team. But you brought up domestic violence, and I'd, I'd written this down because this is, this is inexcusable and reprehensible, and it's part of Roger Goodell's despicable legacy as regards the NFL and women. That the... Washington Redskins, or the Washington football team, was allowed to hire an outside investigator. If this mattered to the NFL, like Deflategate mattered, like Bountygate mattered, there would be an independent investigator, not someone hired by the team to report on the team. We're back in the pre-Ray Rice videotape era, where, like you said, the NFL just doesn't seem to take this seriously. It's not. Black lives might matter to Roger Goodell, but female lives don't. And I just think this is this is a horrible hypocrisy. And I don't know how the NFL gets roused. How does Roger Goodell get roused in at out of this kind of thinking and has everyone treating this with the importance of every other kind of discrimination or sickness going on? Well, you have to look at the fact that Roger is the shield. He loves to use that term, but he's the shield for the owners. He he makes the decisions that the owners don't want to do, or he, he takes the hits for the decisions that the owners want him to make. So if the NFL doesn't force um, Washington to accept an outside investigator or, or doesn't tell Washington it's going to use an outside investigator, um, that's a reflection of what the owners want. And I think then that's indicative that they want, they're going to want to make this go away. They'll slap a hefty fine on him, which, big deal. Um, his franchise is worth however many billions of dollars. Um, and, you know, I don't even know if they'll dock him draft picks. I'm, I'm guessing that they just fine him. Maybe they tell him he can't sit on committees for a year or something like that. But, you know, they're going to just hope that it all goes away. And that, you know, between the name change and, you know, the saying that they're going to punish Snyder, that everybody will say, okay, great, everything's fine and dandy, and we all move along to the next thing. Well, and I guess that that actually puts some responsibility on all of us. And when I say us, those of us who are in the media to not do what we what we often do, and that is to let it be a 24-hour news cycle. You know, people like you doing wonderful writing and obviously what the Washington Post has done too. I guess how important is it that we collectively stay on the story and continue to find ways to make it relevant as if that would be a real stretch to do? 
It's absolutely imperative, and that's a great point. Um, and somebody brought somebody who emailed me yesterday, I think it was, said made a reference to the cheerleading scandal in 2018, and, and how how did that not create more outrage? And I said, you know what? I said I'm going to point the finger at myself. I wrote one column about it, and then I let it go. Um, mm-hmm. And that was, I mean, they were basically. Like I said, they were pimping the cheerleaders out. They were selling access to, to big ticket um, ticket holders to go to a photo shoot, making some of the cheerleaders post topless, having them act as, you know, quote unquote escorts. I don't know. You know, I think it was more just like hanging out with them, but still. And, you know, we let that go. And like I said, I, I fully I, I start by pointing the finger at myself because something like that, when, when something like that is allowed to happen at a team, you should know that it's not a one-off um, and that there, if that kind of culture was allowed or if that kind of behavior was allowed, probably there are going to be some other issues, too. And you know, we didn't look hard enough. Nancy Armour of USA Today is our guest. We're talking about the Redskin, the Washington football team, and we're talking about sexual harassment. And in doing your job and being in a locker room, I was there in, in, when I was covering the Kings in the mid-'80s. And a woman walked into the locker room in Calgary, and Tiger Williams is walking her out the door. Women shouldn't be in here. And I know that was early on in in the way sports writing was changing. And I said, Tiger, you can't do that. And that he just keeps on Good walking. Good for you. And, yeah. Well, but but I couldn't. I'm come on. The guy's the all-time penalty minute leader. There wasn't anything more that was going to happen with that and the the kings weren't going to do anything to tiger and the woman i don't know if she was radio or print was uh, or tv was let out of the room and and i know i have to believe that you faced it somewhere many places along the along the line and i know that i've not been vigilant enough to support other members in the media they faced it too so what have you faced Nancy so you can help me what I've missed and where I can educate me on this oh let's see how long do we have um, well it, we, it, we have till two <laughs> o'clock <laughs> we got nothing planned Nancy it, yeah, it, right. it, might, it might take until then um it's actually it's and I say it's funny but it's not I one of my best friends is a, a media member he works for the AP and he and I were talking about this yesterday and he brought up a, a story that I had completely forgotten because I tell, I, I tell, I say this and I said it on Twitter on, on Thursday, every single woman in sports has a story, multiple mm-hmm. stories. We, it, it, I, I don't care when you started, what sport you cover, what sport you work in. We all have stories, whether it is people trying to keep you out of a locker room or telling you, you don't belong. Um, players or coaches being, you know, just jackasses to you. Um, I've had a couple of players expose themselves, you know, to try and rattle me. I used to say that I could describe in great detail what the floor, ceiling, and walls of every, every single clubhouse and locker room in Chicago look like because you spend so much time, you know, trying to make sure your your eyes are not, you know, you, you're that you don't get looking at something that you don't want to be seeing. Um, I've had coaches ask me out. Um, I've had players call my house at like three in the morning. Um, let's see what else I had. Um, I've had other media members say that the only reason I got a story was because, um, a player must likely like me, or I must, you know, there must be something else going on. 
I've heard other mem- media members say that about other female media members, that the only reason that she's gotten as far as she has is because she's sleeping with XYZ. Uh, let's see, what else? Hmm. Well, I, that's um, quite a list, and I feel bad. I yeah. mean, it's, it's just awful. <laughs> I, I, and, I, and, I, and I will say, my stories are not even, the, like, my stories aren't even the bad ones. Like, that's stuff that basically, it just rolls off. Like, it, you know, it, it's, like I said, I, I have not had bad experiences for a woman in sports. So that, you know, that gives you an indication of what we what we face. Has it this is a this is an odd follow up question considering the list that you just gave us. Is it at least getting better? It yes, it is. And I will I will say that I think number one, um, our male co- our male colleagues are are recognizing it more, you know, so you don't hear as much the the questions about why we're in this business or oh so she must be blah 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 you don't Uh hear that as much but one of the bigger changes is the players these are you know for the most part now they're in their 20s and 30s they've grown up with either being covered by women watching Doris Burke on TV watching um, you know uh, Andrea Kramer do NFL games Um, their moms probably played sports after Title IX you know so so women in sports to them are not as foreign as they were, say, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, even 10 years ago. So I think that makes a big change. And you have some, some coaches and executives who are willing to, to speak up and say, you know what? No, nope, not appropriate. And that's not going to exist in my locker room or my clubhouse or in my team. And now, too, you've got teams that in every league except for, well, hockey has broadcasters, but you have women who are working as coaches. Um, and that that sends a really powerful message about the standing that women have in that sport and with that team. I was going to ask about Becky Hammond, and I, was, and, and I know the Washington, uh, not Washington, the San Francisco 49ers had done the same thing. And I, I know there's a difference between the job that Becky Hammond does and Rachel Nichols does, but the fact, the fact that they're both prominent in a sport like that has to resound with with some of the athletes and with some of the media members and i'm not saying that the old school thinking of oh they slept their ways to wherever it is or whoever they were with that doesn't exist that may always exist but i think there's i i hope there's far less of it what do you think no i i completely agree with you and i think um i was actually talking with doris burke about this um and you know when you when she does an interview you always hear whether it's LeBron, Steve Kerr, Steph Curry. When they're done, it, they always say, thank you, Doris. And they say it in a way you can tell how much respect for her they have. You can see the respect that players, whether they're with the Spurs or another team, have for Becky Hammond. You can see the respect that they have, that players and coaches have for Rachel Nichols. So that does send a message that, you know what, this, this woman is cool. She knows her stuff. And that carries over, you know, and it's, it's not, it's to players, it's to people who are watching um, and, and, you know, hopefully to executives. We just still have some dinosaurs who, who don't get it. And unfortunately, you know, there are some of them who are running teams. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned that the, you know, these players are in their 20s and they grew up differently. It's like in so many different ways, that generation, the the generation much younger than all three of us speaking right now, those in their 20s, they're going to save us, it seems like, in so many different ways in life. 
so many ways, yes. <laughs> Nancy, I appreciate your time. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for, for dealing with a difficult subject the way you deal with it. And I will look forward to reading more of you on this because I think you have a strong, powerful, smart voice. Thanks for joining well, us Well, thank today. you. I appreciate that. Thanks for joining Thanks, us Thanks, Nancy. Today. All right. You guys have a good rest of the weekend. You too. You too. Be well. Okay. That's Nancy Bye. Armour of USA Today. And um, it's a great and idea to have her on, Steve. Seriously, that was that was uh, great. That was great. She's she's terrific, and she's not the only one. She was just somebody I knew that she had because she had written about it recently, and and she had, you know, the idea of get rid of Daniel Snyder, you know. But he's not. And she made the point. He's especially if you're going to compare it to Donald Sterling. They had Donald Sterling on tape. They don't have really anything immediately they don't have daniel sanders fingerprints on a cheer cheerleader the way you'd need to so it's not going to happen but nancy does terrific work and she's a, a wonderful professional and again there are a lot of women out there who have to endure it and that's why i asked her about what she's endured and you heard her list everything you could imagine hmm. that we mark you and i Males, we don't experience this. I know. And, she, I and know. she said nothing was really bad compared to other stories she knows of, which makes you hmm. makes the stomach royal a bit. So I'm I'm hoping for better days ahead, and I want it would be nice if the NFL would treat this as seriously as they've treated other social issues. Yeah, and um, it's funny that she. It, talking about looking knowing what the walls and the ceilings look like in every single clubhouse look as as a male reporter we also know what the the walls and ceilings look like too because we don't really want to look down either a lot of times but i can't i mean it's next level when it comes to to women because yes. yeah there's just i mean obviously all sorts of implications and associations and assumptions that get made so yeah you know you're right man i i don't think about it enough from their perspective even though we know what's what's going on i can't put myself in those shoes me neither um the one thing we can do the one thing we do best is work a segment called what are you doing wegner oh yeah yeah and so there's talk of a former Bears quarterback that is involved in this. Um, an interesting tourist idea. We have certainly, we're going to hear from some Beatles, and we're going to try to add in some audio now. So we have a classic response from a coach you'd expect it from. So we have much mirth and jocularity planned. That's what right, we're Right, and we, uh, just so you know, we are, we are expecting zero uh, more callers. We are, we are starting a new streak, are we, on Saturday yes. second? Right. Things we're not <laughs> expecting. Coming up, what are you doing, no Wagner? Not coming up, calls. Calls. Out here on Sports Talk Radio. Rosa Bloom and Grody, <laughs> Chicago Sports Radio, Zing 70, the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little 
or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast to done what's up oh. oh what are you doing he threw him out of the ball game you gotta be paping me what in the hell are you doing what are you doing Wagner? You gotta be kidding me! That is so bad. That is absolutely brutal. That's incredible. That is unbelievable. I'll tell you what. They have got to start making guys be accountable. That is totally absurd. That just tells you he has blue. Here's an umpire in the American League knows nothing about the game of baseball. That's unbelievable. We have always had problems with this guy right here. It's our segment, What Are You Doing, Wagner? Wagner! We take a look around, see what people are doing during the pandemic, doing during quarantine, out of quarantine. What are they doing that wouldn't necessarily be some of the headline stuff? And we usually start with, let me put together a list. Mark Rohde's podcast, and there's a wonderful nugget that I'm sorry for not believing you, Dr. Grody, but I went to look it up, and dang, if it wasn't true, because I had the other movie as the the other Scorsese movie. So share with the class your list from your podcast and that wonderful nugget that you unearthed about potty mouth Scorsese movies. Oh, okay, yeah, I wasn't even sure what the the nugget to which you were referring. But anyway, uh-huh. um, our list on, on my podcast, let me put a list together, is the top 10 Martin Scorsese movies of all time, which is yet another very, very tricky list to put together. There's a, so many damn good ones. 10 could be one and vice versa. Um, but we attempted to put it together, and I think we did a good job of it. But I think you're talking about swear words uh-huh. and the movie Wolf of Wall Street. Um, that film set a Guinness World Record for the most instances of swearing in a motion picture. The word, you can't say it, F, is used 569 <laughs> times in the film, averaging 2.81 times per minute. The previous record holders were 
Scorsese's 1995 gangster film Casino, which had 422 uses of the word, including the voiceover narration, of course. Um, and uh, the 1997 British film Mill by Mouth, in which the word was used 428 times. And then this is, I've never heard of this. Last sentence I'll read here. The record has since been topped by Swearnet the Movie which says the word 935 times. That sounds like cheating, though, when you name your movie Swearnet. <laughs> Swearnet, yeah, you you kind of expect that. Yeah, but when yeah, you that's name not your, even fair. When your movie's directed by Scorsese, you kind of think that's the way it's going to go, too. But I would I, I didn't really think it was Casino. I thought it was Goodfellas when I knew it that could, it, it's, it's, Scorsese breaking his own record. I thought... Wolf of Wall Street, I never would have come up with that. Departed was long, that would I would have gone with that, but that was really some fine sleuthing there, Mark. Yeah, thank you. Do you have, could you even name your favorite Scorsese movie? Yeah, it would, it would, it's probably Casino, because I hate the last 20 minutes of Goodfellas I hate. I just yeah. hate the whole drug, the whole drug thing. Mm-hmm. I just stopped watching then. It's yeah. just not as good as, as the other stuff. And You're I right. think it would, I think it's, it's casino because it's um, it's truer than it's as true as any other Scorsese ones, and the idea that Joe Pesci got buried alive in a cornfield oh. in Indiana was just like oh, and Robert De Niro's character lived on, just lived on because he could make money for the mob. As my podcast partner Brian Mitchell said, that scene that you're talking about where they they batter him with an aluminum bat the brothers and he's as he said correctly brian mitchell that it's it's almost an unwatchable scene after you've seen it once it's so terrifying Uh and ugly and sympathetic even though these are all horrible people it's just such an ugly scene um it is and and it was true and i was i was recently explaining it to people to some people who are unfamiliar with the whole idea because i brought up the the, the potty mouth stuff and I was explaining yeah that Joe Pesci is one of the Spilatro brothers that's that's a real thing right in Chicago's backyard and somebody did not had no idea said yeah you got to keep up with the mob because they take it personally if you don't so uh, and so that was that was that what is what's upcoming on let me put together a list podcast oh we are going really simple this week we needed something simple check me (laughs) out stevie sunshine we are doing this one will drop on tuesday as the kids say and that will be ready for this this is as simple as it gets top 10 fast foods oh my goodness Oh my goodness! Are you it's guys so simple that it's overwhelming. Are you guys consulting with the I Am Fat podcast for this? Um, ah. we sh- we should. I hope they don't think we're ripping them off by doing a topic. Oh, you definitely like that. are. Yeah, we are. We are. You're right. That's 100 um, percent their bit, but you're not. I just hope I can get an well, endorsement. Well, they're not the only that. ones who eat trash panda. <laughs> everybody eats, just like was, everybody poops, just, just like say, the book said. I was just gonna yeah. say they weren't the first ones to do it, but I'm just saying it's it's definitely something they that do they've a made a signature. I I love them. I've been a supporter of the I'm Fat podcast since from the start. I love the whole idea, and anyone who's seen Rick Camp and Jay Zawoski would believe they know it. They have the the considerable girth in forms of in a form of credibility 
They're the almost right. authority on food. I defer to They're them. hilarious. I heard Rick Camp on with Bernstein the other day talking about some t- Taco Bell items that were taken off the menu. And I'm like, right. there was a sad. I was it. waiting for them to sit Shiva for <laughs> some of like, the things. Like, like they yeah. know their stuff. They're not just like, oh, I eat Crisco. And it's like, it's actually pretty detailed, well thought out stuff for a very playful podcast, the I Am Fat podcast. So, but we are, look. They do the fat podcast. We are the premier list-making podcast. Don't trust other list makers, whether it's via podcast <laughs> or via anybody else's uh, list. We right, are we the are. signature list-making show. Thank you. Right. All right, Trash Panda. Do we have any Trash Panda updates? From Did the Pony Express deliver anything from the homestead? Or do we have any other news from the, on the Trash Panda front? Well... Not necessarily. There's nothing new. There's nothing new when it comes to the critters around my parents' house this week. They're either they've either they've either given up or they're at a neutral stance. They've declared a treaty or something with the critters. But they, so there's nothing new there. Although my mom apparently has been having trouble convincing some various people around my hometown that they need to wear a damn mask. But that's an entirely different subject. That you know I. That doesn't really surprise me, but maybe you should listen to someone that has 31 years of experience in public health. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, that's, that's all that's new there. And I'm still working on getting my car fixed because, you know, working with insurance is always pleasant and quick and gets done right away. So that's 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 moving along. Okay. Well, there you go. That's what you get for having a car in the city. That's, that's your big mistake. Yeah, I'm probably just going to get rid of it. I'm sick of it. Well, somebody tried to get rid of it for you, but you didn't listen. <laughs> See, I wish that they would have done more damage. If you're going to hit right. my car, total the damn thing. <laughs> pop, pop this in the airbag, yeah. Hey, I remember right. when I was about Studs' age, maybe a little younger. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I was probably like in my middle to late 20s, and I, for the first time, dealt with an insurance company, and it turned out to be great because I got hit. I was driving around like a Ford Tempo, and I got hit, so the car got dented, and here I am, 25, 26 years old, and they're like, yeah, we're going to give you a 1000 bucks," And I'm like, oh, I can just do whatever I want with this 1000 bucks. I don't really care about the stupid dent in my car. I'm going to use this $1,000 to buy Christmas presents this year when I was a poor 25 year old. So it, I actually, my first experience with cars and insurance was, was a good one because then when you're that age, you don't really care if you're driving around looking stupid with a dent in your car. Oh, see, me. I don't care about the dent in the car either. The problem is that the dent is significant enough that it, it rubs up against the top of my tire if I go over any kind of bump. Oh, yeah. So it's drivable, disturbing. but I don't, I'm, I'm going to ruin my tire if I keep doing that. Okay. So I'm guy, either. And the guy didn't leave a note. Yeah, the guy didn't he leave a note. Feels like, it feels like a bad morning after date. The guy didn't leave a note. <laughs> <laughs> I was taken advantage of. You were. And yeah, so, I guess so. Well, basically, so. the insurance is probably not going to cover me unless I'm able to find someone on my street that has a camera that would be pointed in that direction because they basically want to be able to go after the person in the license plate and their insurance, or if they don't have insurance, I'm covered for an uninsured motorist, but I have to prove that that person doesn't have insurance, but I'm not covered for someone just hitting me, apparently. So that's a flaw that I guess I made in my coverage, but- You will be next time, won't you? I, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> good. Glad to see you're learning from this. Well, because at this point, well, panda. I already pay a decent amount for insurance, and I have a, uh-huh. I have a low deductible. I just didn't, no I, car, I didn't look you, into no my car. coverage enough, I guess. 
Don't get a well, what does your mom think you of this? 40. Well, I've told my mom about this every step of the way, and so she knows what she knows. She has like the same policy I do, so she wasn't even sure. Okay. We have All the right. exact same insurance coverage, pretty much. So bundled, just like the score. We're bundled now. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven number and text line. We're bundled. We were bundled. All right. So there's a new Hall of Famer, and his name is one of the worst Bears quarterbacks in history. Bob Evelyn. Hen- Henry Burris. <laughs> Henry Burris Bears this legend. week went into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. He appeared in five Grey Cups. He won three, most recently leading Ottawa to a thrilling 39-33 overtime Grey Cup upset win over Calgary. This, despite suffering a knee injury in warm-ups, threw for 461 yards and three TDs. Henry Burris. Now, he is a Canadian Football League legend. He spent time with the Bears and the Packers. He appeared in games for the Bears. He was one of the many clowns who exited the VW, exited the clown car during the Brett Favre era. And boy, was he perfect for the Bear quarterbacks of that era. Get a load of this, this new Hall of Famer. He completed 18 of 51 passes for the Bears for a completion percentage of 35.3. He threw for 207 yards, three TDs. Go Bears! Five picks and fumbled four times. He finished with a passer rating of, ta-da, 28.4. He also had that one passer he threw it straight down into the ground. It was legendary. So his passer rating is the 19th worst in the history of the Bears. His passer rating of 28.4 is worse than Gail Sayers. It's worse than Brian Erlacher's. It's worse than punter Adam Podlish. It's worse than linebacker Ed Sprinkle. It's worse than kicker Robbie Gold. It's worse than Matt Forte. Wait, wait, wait. When did Brian Erlacher throw a pass? When he was, um, what, um, I don't know. He threw a pass. All right. Oh, punt coverage. He, he was the punt protector. So he was he was blocking and calling signals for the punter, and they snapped it to him, and he his job was to throw a pass. And it didn't pre-hair. matter if it was, it was complete. pre-hair. Yeah. Pre-hair. Yeah, everything's and pre-hair. He, so he was also, reverse <laughs> his passer rating was worse than a guy who played right guard that I'd never heard of. That and is Burris's, amazing. Burris's passer rating was worse than Rick Meyer, the guy who got one. Probably fired. worse than Jonathan Quinn or Chad Hutchison or is, those are the names Greg I Krenzel. Saw, no. So that is it. By the he's way, in the, he's in um, the Hall of Fame. On, Bur- on, on Henry Burris, though, for those that don't remember or just don't know, we all fell for it. We all love I. I was like, oh, this guy, this is going to be fun. Because it seemed, it was like novel because he's coming from the Canadian uh-huh. Football League. And we're thinking, ah, oh, this guy's going to be a weapon. And he's great. And we're going to outsmart the NFL. And then, bum, bum, ba ba the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the comp I like to use for Henry Burris, by the way, uh-huh. is David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Uh, was a singer, even though he was Knight Rider and he was Baywatch. But he also was a singer. 
who was a joke in the USA, but in Germany, oh, they yeah. loved him. He was sure. a pop star. Uh-huh. It's like Henry Burris. He couldn't do it at the highest level in the NFL, but you put him in a different league, and he's a star. So comp David Hasselhoff. Also in What Are You Doing, Wagner, around the world, this comes to us from Iceland. The promotional project is called Inspired by Iceland, and it's their marketing to try to get people to visit. Now, they have a place, they have a blue lagoon, and they have, they have um, you know, they were the subject of Eurovision, which was the Will Ferrell movie, and, and that's a real thing, Eurovision and all that. They have what seems to be a wonderful idea of the time. It is a campaign called Let It Out. And the website says, part of the beneficial effect of screaming comes from being able to make a loud noise into a wide open undisturbed space. This literally allows your amygdala to release the stress stored there and move forward. So what you can do, what Iceland will help you do, what in Iceland was inspired to do, is you, they've set up several yellow speaker boxes in fairly remote locations, as if Iceland itself is in a re- remote location, where you can scream and they're played once you've recorded it and uploaded it to the app. And the idea is to draw attention to prospective tourists who could come and scream during these challenging times <laughs> and have it echo. That's, oh, my goodness. There you go. There's the lure of tourism. All right. We're going to take a break. There's still some stuff I want to get to on What Are You Doing, Wagner? We're going to do part two. It includes some, some wonderful audio from a coach, and it includes the Wake and Bake Club update we've been promising and some other stuff. So we'll take a break before anyone fills their pants, whether it's Spokus or Trash Panda. And we thank you for listening. And we encourage you to come back where you can scream if you want. You can scream into a yellow speaker and just scream, wow, does this show suck the way an 815 texter did. We should do that. We should just record people. Studs, can you set up a line, a phone line people can just call? And we'll just record it. Wow, does this show suck? <laughs> and we'll play that as, as drops throughout the show because we want listeners to feel that sense of release that you get from your amygdala when you're all pent up and you're listening to this show and you're really. I think how that much that segment sucks. already exists on on Mitch Rosen's voice messages after our shows. I think he's already got <laughs> that line set up. I think he leaves his voicemail full all week, so nobody can leave a message at the end of. I the wouldn't week. blame him. All right, we'll take a break when we come back. More, what are you doing, Wagner? Chicago Sports Radio, 670, The Score. I think the person that came up with that idea, which I, I'll blame uh, Manfred as much as anybody, uh, uh, that that thing sucks. It sucks, and it freebases. That's what I think of that. Boy, it's hot out there today. Yeah, it sucks, and it freebased, and everything else. Welcome and welcome back. What are you doing, it Wagner? Sucks We're gonna... And it freebases. Yeah, back too. Um, so on this date in 1980, 40 years ago, Johnny Bench broke Yogi Berra's record for home runs as a catcher. 
he hit his 314th home run while being listed as a catcher and in that box score. Johnny Bench would then receive a telegram from Yogi Berra. And in it, the telegram says, Congratulations. I always thought the record would stand until it was broken. <laughs> That's a yogiism I mean, in a telegram. I always thought the record would stand until it was broken. How good is I that? I mean, it makes perfect sense. It yep, really does. It, does. it always does with yogi, right? I mean, can't argue with can't that. Can't argue with that. Can't argue yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, so earlier this week, there was, as, as we begin to, we're going to see it or hear it tomorrow in a in, in actual practice game, not a scrimmage, Cup Sox, you, you'll be seeing these games as games without fans. The NHL is going to be beginning that on August 1st. It's, it's play-in, play-off, play whatever you want to call it. NBA is going to do the same thing. So John Tortorella is a notorious potty mouth. Bless him. And the NHL will have mic, ice-level mics. So here's the content you come to us for. As John Tortorella was asked about the on-ice mics and his potty mouth and what may come of it. Microphones on the ice might pick up in terms of language for viewers at home. Uh, I, I really don't give quite honestly so uh <laughs> we love john tortorella i really don't That's give a a quite honestly so uh he, there you go that, now, he was he jackets. was playing into it right he was he was trying to be funny right i assume he, no that's him he just leans into that. He's just, he's, that's the way he is. He'll just go off. That's what he does. I, love I that. know, but there's no reason to go off on this. I just wonder if he was kind of doing that with a wink. Well, it's what, it seemed to be the same. I saw the video, and that's just as Tortorella as it gets. So here's, okay. the, here's the Wake and Bake Club interest. One of the most pressing issues in the bubble the NBA is going to has its players involved in in the Disney World, how long will a pound of weed last? Mm-hmm. Marcus Thompson II of The Athletic started doing some math. He talked to agents and players, and there are 4. 453.5 grams in a pound. So he wondered how many sessions do you get out of that? Heavy smokers pack a blunt with about two, two grams per, so that's about 227 blunts. Six of the 22 teams will be in the bubble a maximum of 40 days. Of the remaining 16, half will be going home no later than 53 days in. Four could stay up to 67 days. The team in the NBA fi- the teams in the NBA Finals could end up being there a maximum of 82 days. That should be cutting it close. Bongs, however, require a lot <laughs> less, a lot fewer. But this is what they're dealing with, and this is why the NBA is not testing for pot during this bubble time. It has a snitch line. If you if a player goes outside the perimeter, there is nothing, no testing for pot. The Wake and Bake Club wants to be in the NBA. Steve, I, um, I actually have some breaking news here, right here at the end of our show. Um, you do? Yeah, some... Um, the I'll just read it. This is from... I don't want to butcher the name, Rob 
Gillies, G-I-L-L-I-E-S, blue check mark, Toronto AP. AP Source says the Blue Jays have been denied Canadian government approval to play games in Toronto amid the pandemic. So, no Blue Jays games in Toronto. I don't know what their alternate site is. Breaking news on the score is brought to you by Pennzoil. Motor oil is made from natural gas. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Well, that presents a predicament. But with no fans, you could put them almost anywhere. And I'd almost, I, I don't know if they'd share a park with another team or they'd go right across the border and go to Buffalo. Right. You don't need, I was thinking uh, Buffalo. You, you, yeah. You just, yeah. So I don't know. That's, there you go. There's your breaking news. And. And we had our breaking pot news that, that the NBA is, as one agent said, you're at, because you have to wonder how they're getting it in. Some some players are coming from states where it's not legal. All um, right. But one agent said, well, I would check the, uh, the DVD machines. I would check the um, shaving cream cans. I would, <laughs> I would check all the things that you could have false bottoms for. So By the way, the... The, the headline in that article to which you just referred, the Marcus Thompson, the second article, I love the headline. Bongs, blunts, and balms, the secret to surviving the NBA bubble. That's right. Basketball and bongs, there you go. That's what we've always been about. Bong life matters. That's what, that's what we're talking about here with the <laughs> NBA. And here's something even more news that broke today. Again, more breaking news on the score brought to you by Pennzoil, motor oils made from natural gas. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Adam Silver had made it public that the NBA exhibition games, their practice games will have featured 10 minute quarters, not 12 minute quarters, oh. which will give the players more time to do, guess what? Bongs, blunts, and balms. There, there you go. <laughs> oh boy, this is. How did it take us so long to get to that story? That's irresponsible of us. I know. Well, let's start next week's show with it. We don't have a show next week. The Cubs are playing. Cubs Cubs are going to play. Cubs. Yes. All right. Well, we'll see you when we see you. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank Steve from Elmhurst who called. (laughs) I want to thank everybody who texted. Trash Panda, Mark Grody, let me put together a list. He'll do that for you. Thanks for listening, texting on the score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.